Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today on the program, we're going to learn more about why Christians suffer. If God is all-powerful, then why does God allow His children to experience suffering? Is there a plan and a purpose for our pain? Well, that's what we're going to explore as we continue our series titled, A Baptism of Love. Rabbi Schneider is taking us to the Song of Songs to discover its depth and meaning for our lives today. Our message is titled, The Jesus of Gethsemane. And if you've missed any of the previous messages in this engaging series, catch up when you visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And right now, here is Rabbi. The Bible tells us that God is love, and the Song of Songs, more than any other book in the Bible, reveals to us the love of God in the emotional sense of the world. The Bible tells us through the Song of Songs how God feels about us. You see, the rabbis consider this book the Holy of Holies of the Old Testament. I'm picking up in the 16th verse of chapter number four. In the 16th verse, we find that the Shulamite bride had fully yielded to Jesus. And she said, Lord, my life is not my own. Whatever you want to do with my life, you have my permission. Wherever you want to send me, wherever you want to bring me, whatever I have to go through, Jesus, I want to go with you, whatever it takes, as long as the end result is that you will fully be able to live your life in me and through me. See, the Bible tells us through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. James tells us that we must go through various trials to take fully into possession our inheritance. This is what the Shulamite bride is yielding to in the 16th verse of chapter four. Hear the word of God. She says to Jesus here through King Solomon, King Solomon is just a prophetic type of Jesus. She says, awake, O north wind, and come wind of the south. Make my garden breathe out fragrance. Let its spices be wafted abroad. May my beloved come into his garden and eat its choice fruits. She's saying, Lord, whatever you want to do with me, all I ask is that you'll fully take possession of my life and that the beauty of your fragrance might be wafted abroad through my life. In other words, that Jesus, the world might see you in me. Now, let me tell you, this is a radical prayer. To give Jesus full permission to do with you whatever he wants to do with you without reservation, this is a radical prayer. And you know what he's gonna do when you pray a prayer like that? He's gonna answer it. The Bible says if we ask him anything according to his will, that he hears us and will answer. Now, I wanna give some of you right now an opportunity to invite Jesus into your life to do with you everything he wants to do so that he can fully, beloved ones, have his way with you. So Father God, in Jesus' name, we bless you right now and we give you permission to fully have your way with our life. We know, Lord, that you're God and you can do what you want to do with us, but that, Lord, you're waiting for us to yield to you, to say yes to you, to give you permission and to come in agreement, Father, with your purposes being fulfilled in our life. Father, with the Shulamite bride, we say together, 
Awake, O north wind, and come wind of the south. Father God, that right prescription of challenges and trials that we must go through to be perfected in your love, as well as experiencing your blessing and your fragrance. Whatever that combination looks like, Father God, we say yes. We're willing to go through it all because we want to be made strong. We want Jesus, the Messiah, to be fully formed in us. We want you to get pleasure from us because we have a yielded will to you. And we want you, Jesus, to be able to display yourself through our lives so that others might encounter you through us. We say yes to you, Jesus, and to your purposes for our life. And everybody that's in agreement with this spoke Hebrew with me and said, Amen and Amen. Beloved, as she said this prayer once again, God answered that and he came in in a whole new way. So we pick up now in chapter number five. Hear the word of God. Jesus responds and he says, I have come into my garden, my sister, my bride. I have gathered my myrrh along with my balsam. I have eaten my honey, my honey, and I have drunk my wine and my milk. And then he said, eat friends, drink and imbibe deeply. So Jesus said, when she yielded and opened herself up to him like that, Jesus came and he said, I've come. And he said, and people actually can receive me through your life now. And he said, friends, come and imbibe deeply through this one's life because she's totally sold out to me and I'm able to live my life through her as a result of that. So Jesus says, I've come. And when she confessed to him that she was willing to go through everything for Christ to be fully formed in her, Jesus came and you know what he did? He introduced himself to her beloved one in a way that he had not yet introduced himself to her as of yet. Jesus came to her when she gave him full permission to do whatever he wanted to do so that she could fully share his life. Jesus came to her and presented himself to her, listen now, as the Jesus of Gethsemane. And so as we continue this journey into a baptism of love, notice what happens in verse number two. She said, I was asleep, but my heart was awake. A voice, my beloved, knocking. And he said, open to me, my sister, my darling, my dove, my perfect one, for my head is drenched with dew, my locks with the damp of the night. Jesus comes to her. She's lying on her bed. She's sleeping, but Jesus causes her to be alive in the spirit. And he says, open to me. And he presents himself to her as the one whose hair is drenched, beloved, with the dew of the night. This is, beloved, a prophetic type of Jesus at Gethsemane. When Jesus went out to pray and he was all alone, getting ready to go to the cross, when all his disciples forsook him, this is how Jesus comes to her and he says to her, will you fellowship with me even in my sufferings? Remember Paul said that he gave up everything. He said, he suffered the loss, Paul said, of all things that he might know Jesus in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. Paul didn't want to just know one dimension of Jesus. Paul wanted to know Jesus fully, and this meant fellowshipping with the Jesus of Gethsemane, fellowshipping with the Jesus that was rejected by men, fellowshipping with the Jesus that felt alone, fellowshipping with the Jesus that hung on the cross and couldn't feel the Father's love, Jesus is looking for a partner that will experience life fully with them. And he's knocking at the door of your heart, beloved one, right now. And he's saying, will you let me in? 
Will you share my life with me? Will you partner with me even in the fellowship of my sufferings? Even as I was in the world and was rejected by the world that I made, Jesus is saying to you, will you fellowship with me in my sufferings and be willing to be rejected by men on account of your fidelity and faith to me? Jesus comes, beloved, to her as the one of Gethsemane. And she began to search for him, she says in verse number six. She said, I searched for him, but I did not find him. I called him, but he did not answer me. In other words, Jesus is allowing her now to feel nothing. Even as Jesus was on the cross and he felt separated from the Father, even as Jesus was sweating drops of blood and he said, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but thy will be done. When Jesus didn't have all the positive feelings, when Jesus didn't have all the feelings of beauty, when they were spitting on him and plucking out his hair, he's saying to us, will you partner with me in my suffering? And you know what, beloved? She was faithful to pass the test. She went through a time where she couldn't feel him, even as Jesus felt nothing when he was on the cross. Her friends betrayed her. The authority people in the city rejected her. She was faithful to Jesus through the rejection, through the suffering, through the humiliation. She was faithful to Jesus, beloved, get this. Now, when she felt nothing, she said, I searched for him in verse number six, but I did not find him. I called him, but he did not answer me. She was willing to still praise him, to still tell him how much she adored him and she loved him, even when she didn't feel him, and even when she was being rejected by her peers. Will you continue to be faithful to Jesus by faith working in love through the rejection of men and during those seasons in life, beloved one, when you don't feel God? If you will, God's gonna come to you in a whole new way and he's gonna strengthen you, beloved, so that you're gonna walk with him in a whole new power. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and Rabbi will be right back. But first, did you know that you can receive real-time encouragement straight from Rabbi through text message? Visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com and click on the link that says Rabbi Text Me, or you can text the keyword Rabbi to the number 88777. Rabbi sends these special text messages as the Holy Spirit leads, and he looks forward to connecting with you real soon. Thank you for remembering that Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a listener-supported ministry. Rabbi Schneider's teachings are made possible through the generous gifts from people like you, who understand the importance of sharing the good news of Jesus' return. Because of you, we are changing lives all over the world. Give online by visiting discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 800-777-7835. And now let's get back to Rabbi's message. You see, anybody can feel the world's form of happiness when circumstances are good. In other words, you get a house, you feel happy. You get a promotion, you feel happy. You get the point. Anybody can feel happiness that's based on the world. But beloved, to have the type of joy that is stable, what has to take place is that we need to become strong inside. The Lord said to me one time, when you get strong, the Father said to me, then you'll be happy. And we only get strong by learning how to walk in faith and in love through difficulties. You see, if we only can walk in faith and show God love when we feel blessed, when circumstances are going well, if we can only respond to him positively during those times, it means that our faith is still weak. 
But as long as our faith is weak, we'll never really carry the type of anointing and the type of joy that Jesus wants to impart to us. It's only when we learn how to be faithful to God in love when we don't feel anything, when circumstances aren't going ideally. It's only when we continue to walk by faith and love during those times that God can truly strengthen us with the type of strength that will release through our life the type of joy that's not dependent on the world. Jesus said, my joy I give to you, not as the world gives. Will you pass this test? Maybe you're going through a difficult season in your life right now. Maybe you're just going through some circumstances. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's your finances. Some of you may be about to lose your home. Maybe it's loved ones, whatever it is. Many of you are going through challenging circumstances right now. God is asking you, will you continue to love me? Will you continue to put me first? Will you continue to walk by faith in love through obedience? The Lord's saying, if you'll pass this test, I'm gonna bring you to a whole new level of victory up the mountain. I'm gonna strengthen you with divine love so that my joy can be your permanent inheritance. I wanna encourage you, beloved. What I'm sharing with you right now is deep, heavy truth. Too many Christians in this day and age are weak, and they're totally dependent on circumstances. And once again, as long as circumstances are going well, as long as they can just feel the worship music, they're doing great. But they have nothing in them, many, that sustains them through trials. But our faith is perfected, James says, through walking in obedience during trials. This is what Jesus is showing us here as we talk about the baptism in love through the journey of the Shulamite bride. She continues to love Jesus through this difficult time as she's partnering with him as the Jesus of Gethsemane, as she's sharing with him in his sufferings, as he comes to her as the one whose hair is drenched with the dew of the night, as Jesus was all alone in the garden of Gethsemane right before he went to the cross. And not only is she staying connected to him in her fidelity, but beyond that, she continues to praise him and love him so much so that her friends think she's Meshuggah. They think she's nuts. They say, why are you so crazy about him? Why do you put up with this? Why would you continue to love him so deeply and care so much when he puts you through all this, when he allows these things to happen to you? And when they challenge her, she says, you don't understand. My beloved is so beautiful. You have no idea. Verse number 10 of chapter five, she says, my beloved is dazzling and ruddy, outstanding among 10,000. And she begins to say, his head is like pure gold. His locks are like the clusters of dates. She begins to make Jesus, listen now, so beautiful to them. She praises him with such power. She releases such an anointing of how beautiful Jesus is into the atmosphere that you know what happens to them? They get converted. She praises Jesus with such power. She makes him so beautiful by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Their response is going from being doubters and cynics and they turn around after the anointing's released from her and they say, where is your beloved turn in chapter six of verse one? Where is your beloved turn that we might seek him with you? You have the power, beloved one, to make Jesus beautiful to people and to move men's hearts to come and seek him for themselves by praising him, telling people how beautiful he is, telling people what he's done for you, telling people how much you love him. That will soften their hearts and bring them to Jesus oftentimes, even as we see happening as the Shulamite bride releases praise into the atmosphere. And as a result, these daughters of Jerusalem, her friends, get converted. 
And they ask, well, where is he? We want to go with you. We see there's something here that you have that's real. Where is he? Notice what she says, chapter six, verse two. She says, my beloved has gone down to his garden, to the beds of balsam, to pasture his flock. In other words, she said, my beloved can be found serving. And through the rest of the Song of Songs, as the Shulamite bride, who's a prophetic shadow of what you and I should look like as Jesus' marriage partners, for the rest of the song, she reveals to us that Jesus is a servant and those that want to be connected to him in intimacy at the deepest level must also partner with him by becoming servants of his people and servants of God. So the daughters of Jerusalem say, where is he? She said, he's serving his people. He has gone down to pastor the flock. You know, much of the New Testament is written in this agricultural language as well. Jesus is what? The great shepherd. So the same thing is happening here. She's using allegorical and parabolic language to express deep mysteries of the kingdom of God. As she partners with Jesus, Jesus just continues to love on her. He says to her in verse number four, you're as beautiful, my darling, my beautiful one, as Tirzah, which was the most beautiful city of the ancient world in the secular sense. And then he says, and you're as lovely as Jerusalem, the most beautiful sacred place, beloved, on planet earth. I come now to verse number five of chapter six. Listen to what Jesus says to her in verse number five. He says, turn your eyes away from me, for they have confused me. And I'm saying to you that Jesus was speaking to her. And some of you are saying, there's no way. There's no way that God could say to a human being, turn your eyes away from me, for they have confused me. I had such a hard time comprehending this myself. But years ago, the Lord told me, I want you to focus on the Song of Songs. I've got something the Lord was saying to me that I want to unlock to you through this book. And so for over a year, I gave myself day and night to seeking out the mysteries of God in the Song of Songs. The Lord revealed to me that it was a prophetic love song that shadowed his love for us. And what God is saying here is this, that he has voluntarily placed himself in a position where your love, my friend, affects him. Your love has the ability to move God. You see, the Bible says that you can grieve the Holy Spirit in the same way the Bible says you have the power to grieve God's Spirit. You also have the power, listen now, to bring God joy and to move Him. God is the most sensitive being in the universe, and He has voluntarily placed Himself in a position where He is affected by your love. Don't misunderstand. God is the creator and he's all powerful and he can do whatever he wants, but he has chosen to allow himself to be moved by your love. And he said to the Shulamite bride when she was so given over to him, your love, he said, is overwhelming to me. You, my friend, also can move God's heart in the same way that you can move the heart of a human being that's a lover. God loves you with an everlasting love and he calls you his bride. Jesus loves you so much, my friend. God loves you.
You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. If you'd like to learn more about who Jesus is and how you too can become his bride, then please visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Click the link on our homepage with the heart that reads, Find Jesus. You'll see a couple informative videos there along with a prayer request form. And when you connect with us today, we'll send you two books, one titled, Now What? A Guide for the New Christian and the Gospel of John. These books are free gifts to you from us just for letting us know that you made a decision to accept Jesus as the Messiah and Savior. And then to go deeper in your study of God's Word, take a few moments to explore all the resources and study tools that we have available. You'll find a treasury of messianic content on our website, and it's designed to take you deeper in your faith. And there's even a page where you can partner with us as we continue to share the good news of Messiah with those who need to hear it the most. And to share a word that's on his heart about how your partnership enables us to continue God's work, here is Rabbi once again. Shalom Yedidim, that's Hebrew for beloved friends. I hope and pray that you are blessed and strengthened by today's program. I want you to consider this. Those of you that are already financially supporting the ministry, do you know that there are many people who are not supporting the ministry financially? And yet because of those of you that are supporting us, people today, they were strengthened, they were blessed, and perhaps many were even saved. We get testimonies of people that have come to the Lord for the first time through this ministry all the time. So those of you that are financially supporting us, I want you to know this ministry is bearing a lot of fruit and the church is being built all over the earth because of you. For those of you that are being blessed by this ministry and strengthened, I want to ask you today, would you too become a monthly partner of Discovering the Jewish Jesus? I want to thank you for your love and for your financial support. At the very core of everything we do and that we'll continue to do is Rabbi's commitment to teach biblical truth around the world. His unique insights regarding the Old and the New Testaments, they bring clarity to God's Word in ways that help us understand Jesus and the Father better. And you can partner with us by automating your monthly giving online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. That's discovering the Jewish JewishJesus.com. And you can also give a gift of any amount today by calling 800-777-7835. As a token of our appreciation for your generosity, we'll send you a select audio CD of Rabbi Schneider's Message of the Month, and it's also available as a digital download. We'll also send you a copy of our latest newsletter. And for those of you who choose to add your name to our new monthly partner list, we have a special gift of appreciation, a handcrafted shofar made right in Israel. So thank you for your generous gifts, and we look forward to hearing from you soon. Right now, let's wrap up today's message from our series, A Baptism of Love, with a special blessing. Here is Rabbi Schneider once again. What I love about the ironic blessing is that it did not originate with man, The words actually proceeded from the very essence of God himself. The blessing comes from the book of Numbers, chapter 6. So listen to these words and receive the blessing of the Lord into your life today. Yahweh, 
Vayishmarecha Yair Yahweh Penavelecha Vichunecha Isa Yahweh Penavelecha Veasem the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us next week when Rabbi Schneider continues our study in a baptism of love. That's coming up Monday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.